Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jack McEnroy. I'm here with Steve Walsh. Hello. Um, and by here, I mean on top of Nunhead Reservoir. We've uh, slipped under a fence. Uh, climbed elegantly, up. elegantly. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> elbows in the glass. <laughs> climbed up some quite steep stairs, much graffitied uh, surfaces, and we're looking at a view, quite a beautiful view of London. It's remarkable, isn't it? Hidden London. This is a proper hidden London, Steve. Yeah. It's one of those things people put in tra- those travel guides all... You know, all secret place people haven't uh, contaminated yet. I mean, this is very contaminated. There's beer cans <laughs> everywhere, glass everywhere. Every surface, quite literally, is graffitied. But there's a huge field, basically. We were quite concerned, around. quite concerned about coming in here because obviously uh, we shouldn't be here. But from the looks of things, there's people here all the time that shouldn't be here that are making much more of a mess than we are. So I think we're fine. The no trespassing sign, which uh, gives you the security firm's details, has a telephone number that is at least 15 years old. So I don't think we're also, in too much danger. Also, the, the first thing is like 013222, yeah, which I think is like Birkenhead or something. It's somewhere... It's long gone. They're not getting it quick enough. I can see a security camera, but I think we'll be all right. Um, well, all they're going to see is two guys uh, talking with their hands in their pockets. Oh, look at this little... Uh, little uh, flock of birds just flew past information it's a really beautiful site man yeah. we're going to put a little video on the uh, on the website yeah a little 360 yeah um, well, over there you've got if we give a little uh, round of what we've got Steve starting from the um, west Crystal Palace Towers you can make out over there and uh, the battleships the uh, block of flats that look like a battleship in silhouette at night there's a lot of trees I mean yeah. we don't we're not sure exactly but it just looks like it it looks it's remarkable like, it's well, rural think, doesn't it yeah this is the thing when people go on about uh, Britain as uh, you know we're crowded and full up and you're just looking there's just woods everywhere in the middle of uh, what are very much residential urban areas well, which is great. Start looking, we get to Battersea Power Station there yeah yeah uh, which we dearly hope will never be the home of Chelsea Football Club. <laughs> Pulling around, you've got this new building in um, Boxall, we imagine. Yeah, it's a yeah. bottle of wine, as you said, Steve. Yeah. You've got the flats in Kenya. It's Kenner like a, there. a bottle of Black Tower. Possibly it's a massive uh, viral marketing campaign by the people. Oh, look, there's a... Uh, I'm going to say Big Ben. I know you're going to pull me up and say that's the name of the bell. <laughs> Whatever, we call the clock tower that now. Get over it. London Eye, London you know, Eye, the normal stuff. They are uh, building in uh, the Elephant and Castle Post Office Tower. Yeah. Once you start looking over there, it does look like, it looks like the polar opposite, doesn't it? It is a concrete jungle. <laughs> Shard over there, almost finished. And then, yeah, to the, you can't really see anything to the east. Well, the north. There's like a east. grove in front of us. Yeah. Uh, but gorgeous rare trees as well. So many different... Yeah, uh... yeah this is, I mean, this is... Um, we were thinking, Steve, I was thinking, this would be a recommendation for families to come have picnics here, right? like kind of off the beaten track yeah you know what I mean it's kind of a hidden London but you can't really get in without sliding under a fence on some glass the thing is though I, as far as I understand it a couple of young ramblers though but the thing is my uh, my take on how reservoirs work is surely if you did allow people public accesses what damage could be done there's yeah. nothing open it's, it there's nothing like exposed a waste. it's not a case of you know people are clearly coming in here and you say this now Steve but what happens if uh, we step on something and fall through into some water I'm a strong swimmer <laughs> No, but I, I think it, I don't think it would take too much to make this safe for families. And it's just such a, a, a lovely space. It seems a shame that... You know, particularly today, it's a bank holiday Monday, so the weather's not ideal, although it's stayed dry for a sofa and there's blue skies behind the clouds. But this would seem uh, a wonderful picnic if you yeah. for families. I mean, I'm quite um, ignorant, Steve, as you've found out over the course of the last 25 episodes. <laughs> but um, when, I, when uh, my friend Andre... Um, recommended well we kind of came we were having a picnic on Telegraph Hill Park I say picnic it was someone's birthday drinks you know but it was picnic style Telegraph Hill Park coming up uh, next week or the week after 
<clears throat> and he mentioned about getting into Nunhead Reservoir there was a way you could slip in and uh, he'd sort of planned to do it so I sent a message today and he said he'd never actually ended up doing it in the end but I had always assumed that like it would be like a lake and like on it wasn't on I, I, I doing some bit of research it didn't appear on it was built in uh, 1855 by the Southwark and Vauxhall Water Company and it didn't appear on map till much later and the map that I saw had a blue square of water yeah. so I assumed it was going to be like some open pond type thing but Obviously, it doesn't work like that. Well, next to my old school, there was a reservoir. Uh, we uh, The school has sort of leased the land off of the uh, company to use as playing fields. So, and that was covered. So, I think the, the idea is they obviously collect the water from uh, uh, rain and, and storage areas. But it, where it's kept, uh, it is kept covered. Yeah, to, well, to avoid keep, contamination. Yeah, you yeah. want to keep the joker out from uh, poisoning the uh, city. <laughs> to nick your reference from uh, off mic earlier. It's all the references I've got. Um, and this um, helicopter we can hear, I presume it's not coming for us, and those sirens as well. We're just going to keep going, man. It's going to be like the Beatles on the roof. Yeah, to get back. The police are going to have to pull us off. <laughs> We're now sitting in Nunhead Cemetery. I was here a few weeks ago for the annual open day, so ice cream van. People doing some kind of comedy folk music. My dad reckons that they were doing the uh, theme to Top Top Cat at one point. Was it comedy folk music, or just know so little about folk music that it just sounded funny to you, and you assumed it was comedy? I would categorise it as comedy folk music, <laughs> and they were dressed up for a start. Um, a friend of mine, Tim Witten, uh, was doing a bit of uh, wood carving and nice. was uh, displaying some of his uh, excellent wood carving work. Yeah, you showed me uh, his website uh, after this, and it is uh, yeah, it's remarkable. I'll put a link on the page because I yeah, can't remember what yeah. it is, but it's South London uh, wood carver. Legitimately plugged that for the show. I bought um, a couple of books for you, Steve, didn't I? About uh, I don't know, what, I can't remember what it was. One was uh, a history book on 19th century Britain. <laughs> and you handed it to me and went, read that. <laughs> there might be something for the show in there. And uh, 50p, wasn't it? So, it, yeah, for good, like 800 pages. Good value, but, you know, it's a lot of reading for me to do <laughs> on the off chance that at uh, some point... Have Sydney, you started yet? Not yet. Uh, that Sydney might get mentioned. You know, there's going to be as much mention The other of, one was... Uh, Something about industrial Britain, wasn't it? Yeah, industrial Britain from 1722 <laughs> to uh, 1887. Only 50 feet, though. Boy from the uh, and gorgeous books. Yeah, they really were nice, nice books. Yeah. Both of them had photos of Crystal, uh, the Crystal Palace within yeah. the first two pages. So you were hooked, weren't you? <laughs> I also bought from the same store, which was like the Humanitarian Society, sense of secularism, um, for essential left texts. Bought that for myself. So. There are people selling second-hand videos. Don't know what that's got to do. You know the death of <laughs> the death of the VHS. Yes, yeah, so Nunhead Cemetery. Uh, Two hundred and sixty-eight thousand bodies there. It is. It's a massive place. We just sort of walked through it. We managed to sort of circle on ourselves at one point, didn't we? Because um, I think it might be my fault because we were walking along the main path and then I spotted uh, a ginnel, and I got excited mainly because I know there's a word that originates, as far as I know, in Yorkshire for paths made by uh, human activity in terms of walking rather than designs of path and they're called ginnels so we walked along one of those uh, into the wilds but it's still uh, it's still graves isn't it you go into yeah, what looks like the just deepest the darkest thickest I mean, woods I mean we couldn't find any toilets and I've just urinated on a grave Steve I must admit but because you, you go into the woods and it's just gravestones everywhere man and like there's 268,000 bodies but there's less graves than that Right. Some we when on the open day, I was with my dad, 
and um, we met at the, I can't remember what it's called, just by this front entrance here, um, the Linden Grove entrance, it's the something circle, and we met there for t- the tour, and we were on the tour for about 15-20 minutes, and then we kind of wandered off, because, you know, it went boring, but, you know, you know, much respect for the friends of Nunhead Cemetery, but, you know, I don't need to know about every grave. But yeah, he was say, the guy was saying, he had quite a grim uh, little fact about um, some uh, graves for the poor. They would dig a 24 feet deep hole and put in like 40 bodies. Just stack them. Yeah, stack them. Yeah. And then stick babies down the side to fill up oh. the gaps. <laughs> that is grim. Yeah. It? Thanks for sharing that, friends of Nunhead Cemetery. We've got a leaflet here from the Friends of Nunhead Cemetery, which is, uh, very important, with beautiful design as yeah, well. Yeah, really, really nice. Really, nice. Quite antiquated, yeah, but yeah. in a really lovely way. Man. We'll put a photograph of it up on, on the site so you yeah. can get a, a look Well, at I it. feel like we should probably give out some information. We should leak some information as the thing goes well, they've, on. Well, they've missed one bit of information that I gleaned uh, from elsewhere. Um, Nunhead Cemetery is part of a group of cemeteries known as the Magnificent Seven. Yeah, I read that, yeah. Yeah, which is uh, what are the odds. Others? I think one was in Abbey Woods. I did see a list, but it just uh, and they they described it as uh, the least uh, well known of the Magnificent Seven. I was I just it just seemed like an Your odd Brenner. <laughs> but an odd way to classify a group of cemeteries under any circumstances. Yeah, I'm not really. You know, you've got those people who their one of their main hobbies is going around cemeteries. Obviously, that's not me, Steve. But like, we're sitting right now in front of this. Uh, is that an obelisk? I'd say it's an obelisk. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, which it's magnificent, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Scottish martyrs, something or other. But yeah, just aesthetically, you've got like all these, these ones where you've got like a pot and covered, or carved out of rock, obviously, but it's like a pot covered with uh, like a bit of cloth. I don't know what it means, but yeah. tremendous. Yeah, the obelisks obviously echo in uh, Egyptian culture more than anything. And then with, with, with a lot of the design in here, it is uh, it's sort of classical Greek imagery, I think, sort of jugs, maidens, drapery. There was a one-armed angel. I think that was more to do with uh, erosion or uh, <laughs> breakage. <laughs> Magnificent uh, chapel as well. Yeah, w- without a roof. Yeah. But um, we didn't actually... We, when we walked down, we needed to really stop and turn around so you could see it in its kind of glory from the front entrance. I'll show you on the way out, Steve. But, um, yeah, really uh, beautiful Gothic building. When I came on the open day, there was a choir singing in there. So... Yeah, must have been quite I, did, I couldn't really get in. I mean, there was, a, there was only seats, so you sort of look in and go, "All oh, right," and then you leave, and you go, and go back to look for second-hand books. I bought a copy of London's Industrial Archaeology magazine, <laughs> so because there was something. You were assured it was the most recent issue, weren't you? It was. And then you yeah. had a look, and it was 2010 or something. I think no, but I think we got. Despite that, it, it was is the most recent. Yeah, I was going through yeah. all the old issues, seeing if there was anything related to South London, and there wasn't really. And then this one, there was one about the Sarsons Vinegar Factory, which I think is in Bermondsey, and the. Um, Bankside's um, what's the word power station uh, that is now the Tate Modern was uh, there's a big article on that which I haven't read yet but I'm sure when it, if you hear that in a future show that'll be me getting most of the information from there <laughs> and if at the end of it pass it on to Owen Pomery innit I'm sure he'll love that he'll love it London's industrial archaeology he's probably got a subscription although we, to repeat he's not a child architect hasn't, <laughs> hasn't done his part for exam maybe he has so. though now maybe he has we don't want to put people off hiring him man I don't know. Hire him to do uh, King, architectural drawings. If King George the Third is uh, building palaces, <laughs> he can he can knock together. He's building bad palaces station. with tiny windows, isn't he? Not now, but he was. Yeah, the chapel was interesting. According to the information they've got here, uh, it was originally uh, built from Kentish ragstone, which I never heard of before. 
Um, but the most recent structure was built using Portland stone, which means that there's apparently with Portland stone is a much greater danger of mossy build-up. So there's constant uh, work needed to maintain it, otherwise moss will go all over it. So they've, they've obviously at some point made an aesthetic choice that mm-hmm. Portland stone looks better than Kentish ragstone, knowing that it involve a lot more work. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, money has gone into this place, but as a guy was saying on the tour, they always need more. Like he said, there's um, catacombs on oh, right. the corner over there, and you can kind of. He said he's been down there, right? And there's stacks of graves down there. Um, graves like how does skeletons, it isn't it? Just yeah, they were. I think they were in like um, bunks. Essentially, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and there's one. There's a guy who's famous. It might have even been the guy whose picture, whose skeleton I saw in the um, Hunterian Museum. Who was like seven foot? Obviously, it's not him, is it? If his skeleton's there, it's not going to be here as well. He's not that tall, is he? But there was a guy. In <laughs> his legs are here, and his torso's no, there. No, there's another guy who's in a painting in there. They were going on about anyway, or maybe they had a cast or something. But anyway, there's a guy here who's like who was like seven foot or whatever. Okay. And the guy was, and you go down to the catacombs, and there, and his his body, his, his um, coffin is just in the corridor down there because it can't fit. So yeah, I mean, even though it's overgrown, I mean, they're very much, the bodies are kind of accessible almost. Well, there's one as we were walking along the, the Ginnel earlier on, uh, we did come across uh, a tomb, and it looked like something out of a horror film, didn't it? it the tomb, the lid had basically mm. been lifted off and moved to the sides. We didn't hang around to sort of see how disturbed it. No, had been. this place could be quite um, late at night. I mean, they've got a phone number to call if you get stuck in it. Yeah. But, like, late at night, it'd be terrifying, wouldn't it? Yeah. Most of these seems to be... Well, not most of it. There's a few dog walkers going around, isn't there? It does seem... Well... Uh, it's like a, a park, isn't it, basically? Yeah, it's a yeah. lot like a park. You go, as you, you said now, there's a jogger. There's a jogger just running past, if you look past there now. Um, yeah, I would say... We've seen maybe a dozen, 15 people uh, going around. There was a, a group of, uh, like, two fathers and uh, their sons uh, who were doing the same sort of thing as us and just looking at the... Uh, actual uh, graves themselves the Friends of Nunhead Cemetery do do uh, official tours at 2.15 from the Linden Grove Gate which is the main entrance every couple of months well the last one there the last one of each yeah <laughs> two hours it's a two hour tour <laughs> you know it is uh, home to we haven't seen any but home to uh, woodpeckers and tawny owls apparently and you can hear 100 different types of fungi <laughs> we came across um, one of those tourist board signs. Yeah, information Noble boards. Graves. Yeah, yeah, famous graves. They use the word. There aren't basically. There were not really any famous people buried there. There was a guy um, who was involved in the charge of the light brigade. This guy showed us just before we wandered off. Um, a musical star, <laughs> Jenny Hill, uh, known as the Vital Spark. Probably, uh, she's probably the most famous person because she was genuinely a proper musical star. She was actually uh, well known at the time. And you've also got, I thought I might be able to show you the uh, memorial, Steve, but we end up going another way and there's no point going back because we just get lost. Uh, the bodies from the Laysdown tragedy. Do you know about that? No, no. Well, it's the 100th anniversary in August. Okay. Right? Um, August 1912, the 2nd Woolworth Scout Troop. You know about this already? I know something about... Uh, I think your dad put something up about War Scout uh, Troop before, but really? I don't know it in detail. Yeah, 24 kids, 5 adults, sailed from Waterloo to Laysdown, and like a couple of miles from the destination, the boat capsized, and 9 kids aged 11 to 14 drowned. Um, 
Like, you know, obviously made national news and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Churchill sent um, a destroyer. Churchill, 1912? He would have been in charge of the Admiralty at that point, so that does make sense. Churchill sent a destroyer uh, to take the bodies back. <clears throat> and they, like, kind of uh, marched them down from uh, to, down to uh, St John's on Larkham Street. You know, just behind the library. Oh, right, just, yeah, There's yeah. a school and a church there, yeah. St John's. Um, now, and then they, kind of, then they took the bodies up here to be buried. I've read 100,000 people saw it and a million people saw it. I imagine it would be closer to the first figure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and they built a bronze statue of a scout, and that was stolen in 1969. I mean, they, this, like, the, the cemetery hasn't really been used since the early 60s, has it? There's a kind of fairly yeah. new bit, but mostly it was abandoned. It looks abandoned. But in 1992, they put um, a marble stone book and um, it's got all the names carved into it, really nice. And behind it, it's a shame we're not seeing this yet because it is really, really, it's the highlight, right? This is also very modern. Um, a load of um, soldiers' graves. I don't think they're actually buried there, but it's just like a kind of load of memorials and they've all got like, um, depending on the country they're from, like the South African ones have a stag and the Canadian ones have a um, maple leaf and the Australian ones have whatever the Australian... Um, badges that's really really nice it's right next to it but you know um one of the um what's his name one of the scouts was i think his name's william beckham like the brother of uh david beckham's great granddad oh really yeah or great great granddad or whatever it was it's odd isn't it beckham relative yeah. yeah the name nunhead seems to come from uh, a pub name the old nun's head Local legend has it that the name of the pub came from an incident during the dissolution of the monasteries where a nun was beheaded in the area. Unverifiable, you know. No, but why else would it have been called that? Yeah, it's true, isn't it? It's an odd sort of name to choose. Nuns not known for uh, mad drinking. Yeah, I saw, my, um, I saw a couple of bands play there once upon a time. I'm not sure if they do any more. It's kind of been a bit... Um, it's quite posh now. Good know, bands so. or just mates bands? They can still be good. <laughs> but not in a proper way. <laughs> yeah, mates bands, I think. All right. It's not good ones. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, yeah, the food was always decent, but it's in new hands and, like, yeah, it's quite posh now where you've got, like, they're encouraging, like, posh families to go in there. That's the idea, you know what I mean, where it's based as well. But we went past the Ivy House, we which did. I'd only heard of from the podcast Here Be Angels, which I do a lot of publicity for on this show. Um, they did a special on the Ivy House and... Um, then it closed like the next month. So the next you know, episode, they were sadly announcing its closure. The curse of heavy angels. Any sponsors listening? None of the businesses that we've mentioned <laughs> on this show so far have closed. If anything, they're going from strength to strength. But yeah, so it's got. They've got some. Um, they've been closed for a couple of months by the look of it, at least longer than that maybe. It just said closing party Sunday the twenty second. Didn't specify the month or the year, which is annoying <laughs> for historians like us. But they had a load of. Uh, they're blue plaques they've knocked out themselves yeah. stuck on the wall outside really good I really liked it well it would have been better if they didn't just sell a tape to mine it looks oh, really yeah, shoddy yeah. but I like, the, I like the idea rather than the mm. uh, actual execution Eric, Clap- Eric Clapton Eric um, Elvis Presley Elvis <laughs> keep going Elvis Costello played Correct. there yeah Alabama Free yeah Dr. Feelgood Dr. Feelgood got a plaque that said played loads of times in the 70s Which, you know, so good. Joe Brand yep that's closed down now it's nice, isn't it? I imagine it reopen as uh, yeah, it's a great flat, facade, isn't flats it? with the same facade. Yeah. Nunhead also played host to Nunhead FC. Um, 
they played their last game in 1941 because of the Second World War, but didn't actually uh, dissolve as a concern until 1949, just on a military basis. Um, never a hugely successful club, but did have uh, one youth team player uh, that went on to uh, do quite well for himself, Dennis Compton. Was a youth team player for Nunhead FC. Went on to play for Arsenal, oh. and uh, represented England at cricket and football. One of those ones. You know, you used to get like. He's not the guy all round genius, is he? The book. He's not the guy from all round genius. He he'd be like. Saw on my dad's shelf yesterday. Yeah, yeah. No, that guy was. Uh, I can't remember his name now, but he was. He won, he won Wimbledon, didn't he? Yeah, everything. <laughs> you name it. But you know, Compton. There was a, there were a few. Uh, I mean, he, even as recently as uh, Ian Botham. But yeah, Dennis Thompson. Uh, came through at Nunhead it's not bad is it and obviously like Arsenal itself started off in South London and went on to find glory uh, on the other side of the river <laughs> thanks Dennis currently home to Jackie Smith I believe the MP who uh, put through her husband's pornography in her expenses claim so she wanted uh, the taxpayer to play for her husband's uh, pornographic movies that's the most famous scandal uh they've been associated with but uh, just doing some, some research I say found another great example where her husband was also her uh, ran her constituency office and uh, wrote a series of letters praising her that he sent off to various newspapers under his own name and they have different surnames uh, so, so he wrote these complimentary letters to various national newspapers at no point saying that he was Jackie Smith's husband or that he ran her constituency office it's just it's, it's people you go how did they, it's not how they get elected it's, so it's, a, sleazy, it's an odd it? system but just you know just terrible terrible people and uh, what's funny is uh, you know at the time obviously it was horribly embarrassing and, you know the actual uh, a lot of the embarrassment came from uh, the fact that it was born on caught up on yes their own business as you say the scandal is expecting other people to pay for it but there was it, it was so endemic of, of the situation at the time wasn't it they were literally putting everything through on expenses mm. they were so that guy who had his moat cleaned man. yeah this is, they were so it was such that a corrupt amazing, it was such a corrupt system that they didn't <laughs> think at any point that pornography would be inappropriate yeah. to pay on expenses it would be inappropriate not to they thought <laughs> But also, uh, the remarkable thing was uh, how indignant a lot of MPs became when they were pulled up on this. They really did think... Shameless, uh, aren't they? Yeah, they, they really are. think it was a, the, the, the true shame was the fact that they were being pulled up on it rather than what they'd done. It's starting to rain, so regrettably Bambooni's not open today. Uh, we're going to try and find somewhere that is open to have a coffee and non-head on a bank holiday. Little, Hopefully little, we won't end up in New Cross. Little tips for small businesses. On bank holidays, loads of people aren't at work and they're wandering around looking for places to hang out. Maybe open up. We've ended up at the old nun's head, as uh, predicted. We didn't predict anything. <laughs> Just had a delicious coffee, really nice. And I've got a bowl of cashews here. Lakeisha's allergic to nuts, so if I'm not in her presence, I do try and eat nuts. It's a good-sized bowl as well, isn't it? It's a proper... Yeah, you know, man. That's the thing, the food here is not cheap, yeah. But like, oh, I thought, was that Chris Finney that I went to school with? Probably not. Shout Chris and turn around. Chris. Did you? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, not, not, you know, the coffee's uh, really nice, man. Yeah. It's the sort of place as well I've never been here before. Um, and we just went to another pub uh, that didn't serve coffee, so we came to this place instead. The Pyrotechnist's Arms. Yeah. I mean, you know, good, good name, but they don't serve coffee. It seemed tiny as well. But um, just walking in there, there was a sign on the, uh, a post on the, the window about um, 
a beer festival and as a rule of thumb if pubs are doing things like beer festivals and this place also serves like Thai food as well it, it seems they're like on Twitter there's, yeah they're doing a lot of things it's, this is the sort of place that will serve coffee they're prepared well, to we, go I walked in and there's a sign on the bar that says iced coffee 195 yeah. so they're doing specialised coffee I I'm mean, just thinking though this sign here where they've got with the Olympic logo they're probably breaking the law there aren't they yeah they are um... who do I call the police <laughs> Police are still tramping around uh, Nunhead Reservoir trying to work out uh, yeah. these uh, people that were supposedly wandering around there. Rogue podcasters. Um, and there's a sign on the wall, Steve, here that confirms your um, your assertions about the. It does actually place it during the, re- the distinction of monasteries as well. On an ordinary day, I would have suggested we go to Ayers and get some cakes and sandwiches, and uh, you can get real coffee there as well and go up Nunhead Reservoir have a little picnic but obviously it's bank holiday and we ended up going at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon so but yeah it is a really good nice bakery you know it? no but I did like the sign that said uh, buy three cream cakes get one free <laughs> that's the sort of offer I like <laughs> yeah it's good man it's quite good uh, it's quite old as well well you know like 70s and so. yeah yeah um, up the road you've got Bambooni which uh, you mentioned it's Opened at the end of last year, I think it was. It's a, like a delicatessen, I suppose. Um, well, again, sign the window, 50 plus cheeses, which yeah. is a uh, little note about really too many cheeses. No one, <laughs> no one's going to go, no one's going to go through 37 types of cheese and go, no, still not the one I want. And then go, oh, 42 cheeses, that's the one I want. At that point, if you can't work something in 10 cheeses, give up on that. Move on. Now, they, uh, yeah, so they've got loads of great looking stuff in there, but you go past and this. Apart from on Saturday, which is I don't really go past on Saturday because I used to walk past it every single day on the way to work, um, and there's never and the way home, and there's never anybody in there. I do feel a little bad for them, man. But the thing is, it's it's so expensive, right? I've got a sandwich in there, cheese and ham toasty, delicious, yeah. Three different types of mustard. Right, that's what I'm talking about. Four pound fifty-five, Steve. Yeah. Well, like I can't. Who's can afford to pay four fifty-five for a sandwich? Well, there's probably twelve different kinds of cheese in there as well. It was delicious. And the coffee's good. Yeah, you know, I mean they do those fancy crisps and drinks and stuff. So I would I mean it'd be nice if they would survive, but you know, it's just not for for so many people. It's not scale, feasible. Is scale it? your ambitions, isn't it? Mm. And nobody who works around here. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's like no, this is the thing with none here. It's such a small little It's very little here. Yeah. Yeah, you're not gonna have a There's not places of business. And if you, you know are, I mean there's a there's a nursery here. But most nursery nurses are not going to go out and spend £6 on their lunch to get, uh, mm. you know, a coffee, a uh, bag of crisps and a sandwich. There's a fancy uh, fishmonger up there as well, which is supposed to be good. Right, it's a few fancy little places. Like, there's a there's a flower shop that's, like, nice and, like, a kind of flower arrangers across the road. Funny little, just, but... Well, with, it's just basically with, like there's one tiny little high street with a flower shop and flower rangers you'd have trade from the cemetery I'd imagine that would sort of help there oh yeah of course yeah but although the cemetery's dead now isn't it no of there's course. a well there's a funeral place as well yeah 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 I used to live um, in Nunhead really we were as I said in of like last week or week before whatever it was that we were looking for a place in um, New Cross and we ended up in um Nunhead basically mostly because Lakeisha was working in a school in Nunhead that was just just right around the corner um, but yeah you come you come for come for the cemetery grab yourself something from Ayers get a coffee if you are rolling in it 
get yourself something from um, Bambooney. Yeah, we've got a few photographs and uh, bits and pieces from wandering around today, so they'll go up on the website. Yeah, southlondonhardcore.com. Uh, I'll put links to those on the Twitter feed. At SLHC Podcast. Get Steve at Vents Wales, me at Jack McEnroy, or at Yids if you want a football talk. You can uh, follow us on Facebook too. Subscribe on iTunes. Uh, then you'd have to mess about downloading it every week, didn't you? It just comes to your inbox. Boom. Magic. Thank you.